Hey sis, it's a weekly shakedown of the binary walls around us. Breaking it out and building a bridge. Checking our biases with empathy and humility and questioning the status quo. It's about building allyship that is intentional and confident. My name is Cynthia and I use she, her pronouns and welcome back to another episode of Hey Sis. We're getting close to the holidays. How are you doing, Isaac, on your Christmas decor? Is, uh, have you decked the halls? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, it was pretty immediately after uh, <laughs> Remembrance Day. We, uh, we uh, got everything all, uh, all decked up, as, as people like to say. Um, Christmas trees up, all that fun stuff. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, so you're one of those. I'm not allowed yeah. until like December 1st. I've got to, we've got to hold off, but we had that big snowstorm, our first snowstorm of the winter here in Halifax last night. So we dipped out and grabbed our tree. And um, for the first time ever, I was allowed to um, take control of the tree choosing. And we got one of the long needled pine trees this year instead of the short needled fir. So I'm super excited. Um, I've just heard that they're a little bit harder to decorate because they the branch is way down um uh, so you got to use the lighter the lighter balls and that which is actually nice because that goes with my line of decor <laughs> the yeah. kids might not be quite as happy but we'll uh we'll see they're teenagers now so well I was gonna say they're getting older so they oh. they get to dictate less fortunately yeah. in my house my uh my husband's definitely the uh the uh director of the Christmas operations. So I don't, I don't, I get, <laughs> yeah, I get little input here and there, but uh, it, it, it's usually just the extent of maybe a small bird angled differently <laughs> or an ornament being spun around. It's, <laughs> that's usually about it. Right. Well, you know, it's, uh, it, yeah, that's where the democratic process really gets challenged. Exactly, I think eh? <laughs> <laughs> the holiday um, season, it's either that or Ikea furniture. So Speaking of democratic process, like how crazy was it this past week? We had some really good news across Canada where the bill to ban conversion therapy was just finally passed and yeah. the consent ceremony was yesterday. Yeah, so. exciting news all across the board. It was it was incredible watching how fast, um, how they fast-tracked it. And it was, it just felt like night and day. You woke up one morning and they were talking about it in Senate. And then the next morning it was, it was passed. So really happy to hear though, that it was unanimous. And I even saw a couple articles saying that um, liberal party members uh, walked across the aisle and hugged some of their conservative uh, counterparts. So that was, that was really exciting to see. Yeah, I think it's really significant and, uh, and it's a good end. Cause I think we were all pretty deflated when the election was called last fall and, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. So, so yeah, some well, big was, news. Yeah, there were so much discussions that it was going to be put back in the back burner and was going to have to be a discussion for another day. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to hear that most folks are at the point where we realize we need to, we need to do something about this. And yeah. there wasn't, yeah. wasn't much uh, refusal to that. So Exactly. Moving it all forward. So, um, yeah, and we're, we're approaching the holiday season. Oh, I'll just say, like, if anybody wants, we did do a couple episodes on uh, the built fan conversion therapy, um, had several different guests on in the past couple of seasons. So you can go back and check out those uh, if you're interested. Um, but today it's all about decking the holidays with festive queer music. Um, yeah. So today we're getting in the gay and merry holiday season with Kenny Fitzpatrick, uh, the host of Q Review. Um, and to our long-term listeners, you may remember some of our 
very first few podcasts. <laughs> um, and one of them we did with Kenny in, in late 2020, uh, where we talked about all things queer music in general. But in this episode in particular, we're going to be into the holiday spirit with some holiday music produced by two SLGBTQ plus artists with the help of Q Reviews new queer holiday cheers playlist on Spotify. Yeah, and we're going to put a link in the show notes at the end so that you can check out the entire list. There's way too many songs that we can touch on all today, but you can check it out and build your own or incorporate some of your favorite songs into your holiday playlist and uh, and get gay, merry and bright uh, this holiday season. Yeah. These are crazy times. We're into crazy times. That's that's all right. Let's get crazy. (laughs) When you think of queer people and, and more importantly, when you think of queer music, you don't think of holiday music which is typically very white christian catholic or you know whatever like very religious i can't say strictly catholic because we've been seeing more and more um non-catholic religions coming to the forefront with music which is really really great to see even better when those people are queer um Welcome, welcome back, Kenny. It's great to have you back on the podcast one year later and festive music on the forefront. Yeah, um, it's an area of music that we have not done a very deep dive on um, and for for a few different reasons. And uh, I think that it's time to peel back the layers because there's a lot of holiday music that is very non-traditional, but then there are some of the traditions that are being shaken up very nicely um, by, you know, LGBT artists all around the world in different languages. And it's, you know, it's great to see that because some of how they're approaching it is very different than what we're used to. And I, I kind of dig that. I dig it a lot, to be honest. I love that. And you know what? And I can't wait for you to dive in and tell us about it because Isaac and I were chatting and it was kind of the time like everyone was kicking off the typical festive Christmas radio music. And I'm like so bored with it. And I'm like, is there, you know, isn't there anything different? And then it just like, I'm like, what's Kenny up to? Like what? There must be good queer Christmas music out there. And uh, I think we asked the question, like, is there country queer Christmas music? And you're like, all I can say is you don't know at this point. disappoint there's there's some there's so there's every range that's Mm -hmm. out there there is some and i guess what people don't understand in in some respect is that you know when you think about the holidays not everybody has had the same experience even if even if you know you're in the same you know, country, you don't have the same experience because you don't know what the family life is like. You don't know if it's, you know, your, your, you know, born family, your chosen family, you don't know what things are like. So for me growing up, it was, I mean, I'm older, so everything was so mournful. It was just so heavy. It was like Burl Lives and these, these voices, these old men that sang very, very morosely to me, it was, it wasn't very, you know, holly jolly. Um, it always had a tone of, I don't know if it was religion or just a, a traditional sound that really didn't work for me because I was a rock and roll kid and I was a dance kid and I wanted some of that stuff. And then suddenly there was the Star Wars Anson Christmas thing. And I was like, yeah, that's my jam. But, you know, people think that Christmas music or holiday music is, you know, it's, it's interchangeable, but it's not because there's a lot that comes along with it. When you think about, I'll even say, 
visually, you know, the holidays are represented in a way that is quite homogenous. It is a very North Americanized, very Western world style of, of existence. Even when it comes down to, 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 to British, although I will say in the UK, they are much better at representing visually than we've ever been in, in North America. But, you know, you think about it. If you think about what, you know, the loved ones or people kind of together, rarely have you seen a holiday, same sex or, you know, interracial or, you know, different gender expression kind of experience through the holidays. So what are those individuals looking for? And what will they create when given the opportunity? Mm-hmm. And the truth is they'll create, they'll create crazy, but then they'll create such, you know, such traditional sounds, but coming from a completely different place because their stories are very different that you have to, it takes, you take a step back a bit. I love Adele. Don't listen, you know, new Adele is out. God love her. Um, you know, it's good. Yay, Adele. But those voices exist in other communities as well. And when they sing, when you hear an old holy night from somebody who's coming from such a place of struggle and pain, and you know it, you get it. Uh, it's, it's different. John Legend, I had this conversation. John Legend's a really great example. How often do you hear John Legend on the radio, his Christmas music? Never. Why? I think because it doesn't resonate the same way that we have force fed people holiday music because it's from a black man and it's coming from, you know, it's original and it's coming from a different place that we as a group maybe don't connect with as much. Sorry. No, I'm thinking I have to pull that up because I actually probably haven't even heard any John Legend Legend Christmas music. But um, why don't we like, so if we were to highlight a song first uh, that we would play a little bit of here, you mentioned Oh Holy Night. Um, Was it by a particular artist? Because I think there are a couple of Oh Holy Night renditions on your playlist. There is. And uh, the one that I've heard heard most recently is Brandi Carlisle, who I, I mean... I adore Brandi Carlisle, not only as a, as a person and how she, you know, presents herself and her family and how she's tackling, you know, music, but just also how she's been changing, you know, the face of Americana and, you know, that world. But she's also someone who's, you know, who is coming from a place, her story is, you know, it's, it's rich in terms of, you know, dealing with music. The thrill of hope. A weary world rejoices for yonder parade, a new and glorious morn. For her to say, okay, I'm going to take on a classic, which is, you know, typically not something that I guess because a holy night has the word holy in it. And sometimes it's related in religiously. We automatically think that, you know, somebody who's from the LGBT community will kind of be like, no, X that out. But they also grew up on those songs, but they mean something different to them. And now it's being, you know, driven from her own experiences as, you know, a woman with a same sex partner with 
children who's had to fight in the music industry, who's been told no a lot of times, completely changes the frame of reference when somebody sings something, you know, that's that's important to them. Because, yeah, most people, like, when they, like, even when I was listening to these songs, like, I was like, I've heard this before, usually on TikTok, mind you. And there's one in particular that I'll bring up at some point, maybe here in a second, um, that I've definitely heard on TikTok. But uh, yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't know they were queer. And then, you know, you do the deep dive and you start searching up their names. You're like, oh my goodness, like, you know, this is this person. Um, But the one song in particular, Oh Hanukkah by- Oh, by Kayla Diamond. Yes, yeah, (laughs) I've heard that all over TikTok and I'm surprised it doesn't have a lot of listens on Spotify. I saw it and I was like, why isn't this listening to more? But I have had that stuck in my head for at least the past week. But yeah, do you have any any insights on on them? Well, first of all, Kayla is phenomenal. Uh, she's a Canadian artist, mm-hmm. and she's uh, in Montreal right now. She has created. I think Kayla's, you know, someone who who truly, truly, truly deserves a lot more airplay. I think she's she's so much fun to talk to. She's she's great, but um, just her own music. Uh, I, I think she's that person who's now coming around, you know, to, into herself a little bit more where she's looking at herself and she hasn't seen a lot of female producers out there. So she's now producing herself and learning to produce more. You know, she's been that artist that's been told to, you know, you know, tart yourself, not necessarily tart, but you know what I mean? Like to, you know, sex, sexualize yourself up. And, you know, she's, she's married and she got married in COVID. Oh, her story is, is, I was, they, they did a fantastic job. I was just like, oh, that must've been frustrating. But, um, you know, I think that, you know, bringing in your, what you know from your religion and, you know, tackling it that way, we don't hear a lot of, Jewish holiday Hanukkah music and it's because we again assume everybody just is into the Christmas mode of the holidays and it kind of gets you know you often don't hear a Kwanzaa uh, or or somebody singing about that right like there's others I think between in uh, December leading up to December 25th there's something like I don't know 18 different holidays celebrated um so there's there's a lot that's going on there and i think that you know as an artist tends to you know get their feet underneath them and get some support behind them and get that confidence going and really starts to drive themselves and who they are as a person a full person they want to see themselves and they want to represent themselves in their music in all different facets Mm -hmm. and i think it's just something that we're not used to be or or maybe we just haven't put enough of a spotlight on it to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we do some of these artists a disservice by, you know, just passing it off or whatnot. But that song's gold. That, you know, it's it's a fantastic song. And she's a fantastic artist. And I think that what that does for somebody who doesn't hear themselves 
represented or, or, you know, what their, what their holidays are like. That's a big piece of, of some, uh, you know, community's holiday, um, holiday season. So now it's kind of like, yeah, she's putting a stamp out there on it and as, as well, she should. And she's owning it. Like it's, it's, it's a really great, powerful song. And a lot of people are kind of like, you know, side-eyeing it, but it, it it's, it's very strong. Like it very, it reminds me of kind of like the self-empowerment, um, especially when she speaks uh, or, or they speak, I apologize, I'm not too sure pronouns, but when they speak Hebrew in it, like you never hear that. Yeah. And it's, it's very like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, well, that's another, you know, language in itself is yeah. another element of in music that doesn't get touched on a lot. We tend to, again, Westernize things and say, Oh, you know, something that's hysterical. And I've said this a few times. I think you actually said it on the radio. Um, it, I, I love it. I love catching people who never listen to another language in, in music, but are jamming out and they don't know the lyrics. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they mean, but are trying to get the lyrics right and just singing at the top of their lungs to, you know, BTS you know, Korean K-pop and they are just going for it. And I'm like, you are validating right now the, the importance and the okayness of having non-English language music that you can get behind it. And that needs to be, to be seen more. It needs to be out there more. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's been a long line of us, you know, just, well, we'll have the Latin Grammys because they're not going to make it into the regular Grammys. So we have to have the Latin Grammys. And I'm like, I'm like, that's great that they get a focus. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, ah. Yeah, let's well, open the box, break down the boundary, the barriers there. And yeah. well, and yeah, if you really want to learn more about, you know, the queer community and that versus people, like really like dive into this playlist. Because I did notice like, you know, a lot of there's that theme of resilience that is in a lot of the songs there. Like, I think the one that even kicked, kicked off the playlist when I was first looking at it was Give Love This Christmas by um, Travi Austin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it sounds like, you know, in some of those songs, there's just a lot of maybe pain or that idea of that maybe fear of being lonely at Christmas or being on your own. And, and that's something that, you know, a lot of people within the community, it's a reality for. And so I think you can really learn through the lyrics and the writing and the storytelling that the musicians are doing, the artists are doing. Um, Silent Night, Rosemary Joaquin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. She is, well, just an incredible talent. Just an incredible talent. And again, you know, when you have someone take a song that we have burned into our our memories and into our minds what silent night will sound like and i don't know if you've checked out the riotron version of silent night riotron and goldhouse um just recently played it on the out loud radio show it is wild like it will spin your head on what silent night can sound like it is it is yeah, you need to, you need to, he's out of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, and uh, what a great version of it, but Mary, uh, Rosemary's is, again, such a great vehicle to showcase the talent and the ability to convey emotion, 
through music. unbelievable and I think that a lot of the times a lot of artists are kind of second guessed because the the music they want to make themselves isn't necessarily something that showcases them to to vocally or emotionally because they're trying to make sure that they are steering into an industry that's going to play them, that's going to playlist them, that's going to give them some airtime, that's going to give them some space. And a lot of times that means creating and crafting music in a a different way than just letting it out. Mm -hmm. And then you get to uh, a rendition like Silent Night where you don't have to stay within the boundaries. You can stay within your own boundaries of what you want to create for that song but people know that song and then you just kind of go for it it's a little bit like how everybody tries to one-up themselves with the um, national anthem the american national anthem uh because everybody wants to put their spin on it but in a case like this the intersectionality of experience that's behind there and you mentioned travi which is you know even more layered um as an artist who and listen if you ever get a chance to kind of like hang chat talk with, with, with Travi. He's incredible. Um, and he's just such a phenomenal uh, person. But those that intersectionality of experience changes the dynamic of what you're delivering. And suddenly, holiday music isn't just holiday music. It's coming from so many different places. And the folks who need it, you know, there are young Black men out there who have been, you know, left out of, of their families, who um, also have on their heads like how what black should be like as a black man um and then suddenly you have this very attractive very fit you know bro uh travi you know he's a guy's guy he's fun and you know everything like that coming along and being so vulnerable with himself his sexuality um and, and that's, that's super important for young black men to be able to, to see themselves represented as, right? That they can be all these different things. The coldest winter nights can be so lonely. You're losing all the fights, but keep on going. Burn the embers bright for those who only wish they could be here this Christmas Eve. We're hanging all the lights, but something. Is Travi Canadian or? He is American, unfortunately. I would love him to be Canadian, but we're going to get him to Canada. I swear I'm going to will it into existence. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What other ones that like really jump out at you or that you've really maybe connected with the artist or? um, So I will say for myself, um, some of the folks who are on here, vocally, Tyler James Bellinger is just incredible. Jack Finn is, I'm sorry, just wildly talented. Jack Finn is a trans artist, trans man, and regularly the music 
is on point. Jack's, uh, Jack did Jingle Bell Rock and it's on the play playlist. Uh, I just think Jack is phenomenal. I just think that, you know, these are, these are, these are people that don't ever get represented. They don't ever get seen or it's only seen in a very specific um, way. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing. Jack's having fun. Jingle bell rock. Jack's not trying to, you know, wave a flag of, of representation, but by just embracing it and being himself mm -hmm. is waving a flag. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's so important to, to be able to, to look at folks like that. You know, Hayden Joseph, I mean, country music is, we are, there's a lot of talk about country music these days. A lot of talk, uh, you know, TJ Osborne <laughs> and the kiss at the, the, the country music awards mm -hmm. and how that was, I'm like, Oh my God, everybody does that. When they win an award, they kiss their significant other. What is happening here right now? But it's because it's country music. And then you have Hayden Joseph uh, on the list. Who's, you know, he's got last Christmas. I'm in a pool of uh, it's a competition of how long you can go without actually hearing a version of last Christmas before, before Christmas hits. It's really difficult for me. I have had to dodge a few times. Um, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a song that we know and came to us really first. I think it became gained prominence in pop music with George Michael and you know, it's, it has feet in the, the queer community. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Once bitten and twice shy. I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. But uh, yeah, there's so many on the list. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I mean, uh, Spence Paul, that vocal on Spence Paul's uh, Christmas Eve is out of this world. Um, it's, you know, I just think, I just think, oh my God, how awesome is it that there's, two sides of the of the coin here there's folks who have had bad experiences and turning them into really powerful moving moments that other people can kind of gravitate towards and folks who have had good experiences and sharing them through through music to let others know that you know what it, you may be down there may be moments during the holidays where you're um you're not feeling the best you're not feeling the safest you're not feeling the most love but we're here and you can see yourself in this song and 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 in my music and i think that how great is that for a community to to have that it was really an emotional song wasn't it now i'm just thinking because i listened to so many of them but i remember that line as being quite sort of emotional and almost taunting a little bit um the spence paul yeah, the Spence yeah. Paul Christmas Eve song. Mm -hmm. and the vocal on it is is incredible. I it's getting late, I should get going. The fire 
I, you know, and it is, it is quite vulnerable. It's, it, it really, it comes from somewhere and it's coming from somewhere and, and it, the, the emotion just translates across and you don't have to be, I mean, most people get into the holiday season and they're either hurried or trying to make sure that they've spent all their money or got everything and everything's wrapped and whatnot and it's chaos and whatnot. But, you know, cutting through all of that and and hearing a, a vocal like that delivered like that is kind of like it it stops you in your in mm-hmm. your tracks a bit um especially if you're somebody like me who really like i i like to sit down and just kind of just imagine what their story is through that through that song and that's uh yeah it's one of the ones that are on the list that i'm just kind of like wow mm. if you go nothing again you have this in your arsenal that uh, that you need to be proud of because it just sounds gorgeous. I think I'm always searching at Christmas time, you know, at the holiday time for a song like that, that is like, and usually it is in from the whole holy nights or um, there's a few where they just like the vocals just rapture you, uh, the pitch and the tone and all of that, that, and then it just makes you so emotional about the holiday season. Like it makes you feel that, you know, that you just want to sit in a you know quiet room with your Christmas tree lit up or your candles or whatever, and just like, you know, just kind of succumb to that song. And um, yeah, so I feel like that one will be on the playlist for this year. Um, there's a lot of, and there's ones that have just came out that just literally landed even today that again, just a backhand uh, roundhouse kick to the head where it's like, wow, good on you for really getting in there. And I think sometimes too, it's like the artists, you know, their, their interpretation, I think they just really get it because it comes from a place of, you know, just, Again, that intersectionality of emotion, having so many different layers to the stories that they've experienced. And most of us, I would say, even if we are in the LGBT community, but if you're privileged, I mean, like myself, who's, you know, I I would say that there's definitely times where I was not passable, but I knew that I could kind of like put some things on, some airs on to kind of get myself through some things. But, you know, when you are cisgender and you're white and you're very fortunate to, you know, go through things, I mean, we don't have those same stories and they don't necessarily come out and they don't resonate with us until we're a little bit older and we think about what we didn't have. A great example of that is when you parallel it with, you know, thinking about the high school experience and young love, how I've never had, and I saw this on TikTok talk recently a young man who was on there and he says that he doesn't know how to date because he didn't have the experience of being fondling you know being at a party thinking someone's cute all of a sudden there's like people are trying to get them together and there's a whole hand-holding thing and suddenly they're kind of dating maybe not dating and that's that whole innocent kind of like first love thing so many of us didn't have that or if we did it wasn't authentic it wasn't real that you know it's there's 
people, we take it for granted sometimes that everybody's had that same kind of experience or isn't going through something different or, or having emotions that are kind of resurfacing that, you know, you have to think about where some of these songs come from and the emotion that's kind of put into it. And when it's raw and when it's haunting, it's coming from somewhere. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know? Yeah. And listening to it, you can really, you can really tell when someone is kind of digging deep in themselves and singing like from here versus yeah. just humming along in tune or something like that. Um, there's a point I wanted to make and now I forget it. Granted, some of them just want to have some fun too, and they're having a good old time with it, which is yeah. which is awesome as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you have to think of your point now. Was it about like experiences and taking for granted? Because I it was that parallel. That, that whole point about saying. the young love hmm. thing is so it's it's something that I I mean, so many people need to understand and need to realize yeah. that, you know, it it as a as you know, I'm in Four days, I will be 53. Um, it's baby. <laughs> I look back at that and I say, what would have been different mm. now? Who would I be if I had had the, the ability to have those same experiences without fear and just be the awkward geek and teen that I was? You know, I was a train wreck, but I was a train wreck for so many other different reasons that if you had removed some of that wreckage, who would I be? What would I be like? Where would I have gone? What directions would I have gone in? Um, and I, I, you know, I, my, my husband and I have never been people that walk down the street holding hands together because we were never, ever comfortable, ever felt comfortable to do it. Yeah. And that's something that's taken from us, an experience that's taken from us that, yeah, we could go and do it and just not give a shit, but we also have to get ourselves in the mindset that, yeah layers of guarded right is that still there like would you say now you still wouldn't walk down I think it should, holding hands I think or it's automatic it? that we wouldn't mm. i think that it's just so something that's behavior? yeah i think so right and now you know as we're older and whatnot we we don't need to to do that to to demonstrate anything uh, and I think that's as you get older, but there is a comfort there when you, and when you see other people have those interactions, mm -hmm. you kind of go, I wonder what that's like. Mm -hmm. I wonder what that feeling is like to just naturally do it rather than naturally not do it. Yeah. It's, it is something that it's very hard to, uh, I think, explain to, to folks who have never been in that situation before. I think the only thing I can think of is when you know you think about safety and you think of it from a safety when a woman walks into a, a space and does not feel safe because of how things are how things are presented how the the the, the language that's in there you know when somebody who's a, a person of color walks into a space and doesn't feel like they belong or that they're going to be as welcome um I think that's the only way to kind of equate it but there's mm -hmm. always it's like what did, what would that feel like and I I feel I, I Get a lot of that from the music, I think, because I think about how many of these artists maybe during the holiday seasons haven't been able to have their significant other with family yeah. because that's just going to cause too much problem upheaval. Um, they may not have been able to even acknowledge they had a significant other uh, or 
they wanted to have their their family to their place, but only certain families going to come. So we can't even be bothered to invite x y and z because they're not going to come anyway and it's just going to be a a big like it's there's a lot that's there that's wrapped up i know families with trans children who you know the parents are divorced and so the child's splitting time between and seeing grandparents who like they haven't been able to tell them yet about you know the actual transition in that they can't share their their name and their pronouns to the people it's like oh the look has changed and I don't quite get it but they don't actually understand or they're not you know so that whole time you're there you're not being yourself it's not real you're under that kind of you know yeah yeah I think with the the holidays too there's always this constant expectation that people need to get together and you need to Mm -hmm. spend time with family but I think the key thing is is that you spend time with the people that you feel is going to be the most positive for your holidays and just December. And even, even I would say December more than January, but just the winter in general is such a crappy time of the year (laughs) in general. Um, Yeah. Everyone's, you know, a lot of folks have seasonal affective disorder. It's a tough year all around. Um, But it's also a really great time for reflecting and, I think that's key is that, you know, this time of the year, everyone's sitting in there, they're looking back at their year being like, what did I do? What didn't I do? What do I regret doing? What do I wish I did? Things like that. And with artists and musicians, um, and this is my personal favorite part about a lot of Christmas music is that usually that's when they start talking about those things as well. They're performing and singing their hearts out because they're thinking those things. And then they're like, okay, let Mm -hmm. me air this out in a healthy manner (laughs) and that's usually through music so you get to hear that and feel that the song by darren um what's christmas anyway that kind of speaks to that doesn't it kenny and and isaac yeah very much so and that's i mean that's a great example of an artist who has taken um you know the, the the idea of holiday music to to craft it in a way that really represents what I what I would call um, lost experience, you know, missing out on these experiences that we we frame what the holidays look like, and you know, it's 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 kind of like um, you know the bride experience in a sense. You know, there's a lot of images of what you know your wedding day will be like, and you really want it to be like all of those things that has been laid out for you. And the holidays are very much like that. It's all about here are the people coming home and everybody's so happy and all they're all there and it's warm and there's great food and there's eggnog. Whatever is happening, they're just it just seems to you know it's it's something that we all covet, that we all want, that we want to experience, but we don't all get that picture that perfect picture and I really feel that this is like that that particular song is is an artist who's kind of talking about that there are those missed moments those missed experience that they didn't get a chance to have and want so desperately want so so badly to have them and wish that they had yeah. yeah, so stop whining if your aunt makes a bone and rolled and doesn't do the full turkey. You know, those people have <laughs> bigger problems than cranberry sauce getting, versus Because you're getting ham, not turkey this season doesn't mean yeah. uh, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think that we are such a media driven 
society in North America, especially that we lay it out as to what you should want the holidays to look like. Here's the picture perfect holidays. And it doesn't equate the same way for everyone. And not everybody necessarily wants it. Um, but I think when you're young, I think you, you really do want some of those experiences because they're, they're presented in a way that says, this is what you should want. Yeah. And when you have friends who do get it, you feel that you want it too. And when you don't have it, and it could just be, you know, something as simple as your parents are going through a divorce, they could be splitting up, um, you know, half, you know, brothers and sisters, and we're, we're moving around and, you know, it's all out of joint. But I think when you're just yourself and you just want it and, you know, you, because of who you are, that denies you it. I think that there's a lot of, you know, resentment and hurt and, and, and just pain that goes into that because you didn't do anything to be denied it. If that, yeah, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You didn't do anything. You just were. Mm -hmm. And because of that, you either had to hold it back or if you did, you know, go forward, just, you know, it may have moved it off the rails. Uh, and that's really sad because then we turn around and put you in a movie theater and on a giant screen say, this is what you should really be having at this mm -hmm. moment in time. And it's just another, you know, it's like Instagram. I, you know, even at my age, I don't, I don't necessarily want to see, I want to see my 50. I want to see my 50, not the 50 who's paid to look a certain way. I don't need that 50. I need the real 50. They're all yeah. catfishing, right? It's all like, oh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Lord, the amount of bare chests that are out there that you just keep coming up in a feed. I'm like, what is happening and why? Why is, why is this happening? I think the, Show me the me. Thing, <laughs> I think the key thing when we think of like cookie cutter Christmases is I always go back to like Hallmark Christmas movies. And I remember hearing on the radio, um, Zendaya is planning on directing a film about two black women that's centered around Christmas and is supposed to be kind of like a Hallmark Christmas movie and is just supposed to be like a classic love story and it's mm -hmm. not, supposed, not supposed to be focused on anything race or sexuality or anything like that it's just supposed to be like a classic Christmas movie so people can see themselves represented. I, uh, I had a conversation the other day with someone about the new show the new movie um, Single All the Way and they were like, oh, I didn't really like, it. I thought it was just too much, too over the top or whatnot. And I was just like, I don't think you're really the target audience for that movie. <laughs> and I said, I think what that movie's accomplishing is showing two men, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, one who's white, and one who's black, uh, to an interracial relationship, same relationship. And there, it's the same thing we would get with other movies. It's just that we're showing their version of it and that's important and you are not part of that version. So I understand that maybe you don't get it. Yeah. And I'm like, but you're not really the audience. Yeah, that and, it's not, and it's not theirs to get is the yeah. key part is that they don't have to, you know, it's not has to be content that they have to consume. It's, you know, for the people who, who need that representation and just need a easy film to sit and watch and not have to sit and think about, you know, systematic racism or trauma yeah. or homophobia and things like that. 
you know, and that's, I said, I said, you know, even, even, even in the LGBT community, we want bad fluff. Um, You know, we are okay with bad fluff, but we want it to be, to be good, bad fluff. And I think that's what this is. It's kind of like, you know, it it is what it is. What did you think about then um, when I think about um, the Christmas drama and last year, I think it was like probably one of the first uh, LGBTQ uh, sort of mainstream Christmas movies, but it has Dan Levy as a secondary character in it. And did you see that one where a a lesbian couple and then they've got to go home, but she hasn't told her family as has Kristen, Kirsten, oh, Uh, Twilight. uh, Yes. Like, well, how did that read? What did you think of that movie? Um, it was very, I thought, well- it was a little heavy. I thought it was a little heavy handed with tropes. I think that, you know, sometimes what happens is, and I don't know who wrote the movie and I don't know who produced or, or directed the movie. Um, but I happen to think that it wasn't a, a lesbian. Uh, I, I, I think it probably wasn't um, be just simply because I, you know, I don't think people making a movie, a same sex romantic, you know, Christmas holiday movie for the sake of having one out there doesn't really do anybody any favors other than to say that there's one out there. It's a bit of a box tick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people, I don't think anybody went in to make a movie like that and say it's going to be a box tick. Uh, I think that they go in, but then people get into play and, you know, I think it was Hulu. We have no idea who's behind the scenes and what they think is going to work better, which is probably somebody who's not part of the community or, or part of a relationship like that. And I think that there was stuff that was in there that was good. And I think that there was stuff that, that was in there that a lot of, I think, women who were, you know, in same sex relationships would kind of go like, oh, really? We went that route? And I think that, you yeah, know. It would be disappointing. I think like the highlight for me was Dan Levy's character as yeah. the friend stepping in and some of their words were quite poignant on, you know, how to be a good friend and how to, like, I, I actually kind of, that was probably what jumped out at me the most uh, that I liked. Um, notes. We'll do uh, another one. We'll do another one of these. Yeah, there we go. Movies. Cute yeah. movie review. <laughs> and then we've got a book club. We're going to have to get all over that as well. So <laughs> there we go. There's so much there, right? Like it is nice. But there's, just- there's so much more than there ever has been. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and some folks are really getting it right and doing it well. And like I said, sometimes it comes along where it feels like a bit like a box tick. And I think that's going to happen. You know, the, 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 the engines of film or music or whatever, when they get involved, um, when dollar signs take over, who knows what's coming out in the end, but, uh, you know, when, when in indie film, and independent, uh, there's so much good TV is what I will say. Movies are still striving in different ways to kind of get some things right. But TV, episodic TVs, especially short seasons, like 10, 10 episodes. I mean, we all love a good long season, but we don't, we don't need all the filler. But, you know, some of them are doing it really well. And it's great that I always think about kids. I always think about what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're growing up queer today, you have so much more to just grab a hold of and, and see yourself in. And I think that is super important. And I just don't know if people really, truly understand no, the, the weight of it sometimes. 
visibility and mirrors. It's so powerful. And even if you don't have an accepting household where they might not put it on their television or whatever, if you have access, you know, to YouTube or for that, you know, um, and your laptop, you can really, you can really find those mirrors and that visibility and the stories that you need to know that you're not alone. And yeah, I think it's so important. And I really love the playlist. I really hope that for assist people that are listening, they'll even, you know, just pull even a few of the songs out and incorporate them into their into their playlist this holiday. I really need to listen to uh to Peter Neep's um Happy Holidays. Um he's a Gosen artist. I struggle with the 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 language with it. I keep trying to practice more and more. And um just the it's a five song EP that he's put out called Happy Holidays, songs called Happy Holidays, video Happy Holidays. And he's just alive in it. And he's just having so much, like it, it, but it again, knowing the story of his struggles and whatnot, it's, it's, it's full of joy and full of hope, but it comes from a place that, you know, he's, he's had some ugliness and he's just been able to just bring it out in just such a positive positive way i have a story for you i don't know if you want to use this or not but i have a story for you because it comes back to music in this playlist so i spend a lot of time on the internet probably far too much and i try to zoom in and out of a lot of different groups uh and i'm part of different groups like i'm part of a, a queer podcast group on facebook and um different you know radio shows and, and things like that and i got into a i i wouldn't call it a tete-a-tete, I would call it maybe a debate with um, somebody else who's part of radio. And because I was talking about the the holiday that the, so there's the holiday playlist and I'm also putting together an album sort of podcast episode of holiday music so that it's not necessarily listening to me talk. It's all of the artists and they're doing their introductions and things and it can play just like an album. And of course, I'm doing the radio show, the holiday, you know, version of radio show. And it became a conversation as to why do you need that? And it was this interesting conversation back and forth, trying to explain to someone who's never saw the need for there to be a queer centric focus of music. And I, you know, also said, you know, would you, you know, if, if would you would you ever see yourself doing an entire show dedicated to women he's like well of course yes you know international women's day and i'm like okay and i was like but would you do that outside of international women's day he's like well yeah that happens all the time i was like exactly but why he's like well because there's a lot of female artists and i'm like exactly and i'm like so don't you think that women who are listening to that really like the fact that they get to hear themselves in other women and be relate to their stories and he's like yeah and i was like well, that's the same thing with anybody from the LGBT community. And like, they don't see themselves represented because if you listen to, you know, it could be a rock song, it could be a country song. Most of the time it's, you know, opposite pronouns or it's talking about something, you know, an experience that we never ever had or couldn't ever have and, and maybe still can't have. And it was this back and forth, but it was a struggle to get them to see the difference because uh, you know with a woman it was a visibility thing you know same thing with people of color they could understand but from a sexuality standpoint it became more about well but music's music it should be all about the music not necessarily about 
who the person, you know, is, is interested in. And I'm like, I'm like, you, 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 I'm like, it's, it was such a struggle because I'm like, from a storytelling standpoint, you're negating so many stories and so many songs that are out there and so many experiences, but they just couldn't see. And I mean, mm. it ended with like, you know, to each their own. And I was kind of like, oh, oh. I can't. <laughs> yeah, the point just right over the head. Yeah. And I was just like, that, that just shows that you can be in mm. and doing this and being around people and just, just realize how short-sighted some, some folks are. And I hope that that changes over time. And I hope that whatever we're doing here mm-hmm. and doing regularly helps to change that. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow. You know, okay. and it's funny because like the, the importance of holding space is so important. It's just, it's so important. And I think, you know, having these playlists, sure, it'd be wonderful if we got to a day where maybe on a, a holiday album, mixed album of 20 songs, you had five, you know, queer musicians and five black and four white. And, you know, and like you made, like you made it actually more diverse, but we're not there yet. Even on your playlist, like how many of those artists are mainstream? There's Sia, um, you know, but a lot of them like, you know, struggle probably to like get recognition on, on the billboards on the, you know, that mainstream radio play. And so that's exactly why you need to have these kind of playlists and that. So, and even to make it stand apart. So people actually like devote that time to go, let me just check it out and see what's there for me. And, um, I don't know. It's a funny story though. Like I, my, not even a funny story, but I have a family member, um, a grandparent in Ontario and you know they don't understand why I we do the work that we do at Simply Good Form and it's kind of like so you know we know we know a few trans people that and they've got kids that are trans and they're fine like they're they're just fine so you know your child you know your kiddo transitions and you just need to start a company and you know how are the other two doing like the other two kids like as if I might and I'm like wow I'm not we don't do this because of just one person but maybe the one person made our reality change to realize there's a whole population out there that are erased and marginalized and people are walking all over them and you know that's why we do it and that's why you know for me, as a, as a cis person, I just think that's why we need to pay attention. And, you know, songs like this matters and it matters to learn where they come from and, and that. So, you know, but yeah, you said you're the hardest day. people in the world to take a step back and just listen mm-hmm. um, and, and not just listen and he- not just hear somebody talking, but listen to what they're saying and why um, that's a, that's a challenge for so many of us and really we need to listen more and talk less and help and just get the hell out of the way sometimes and just allow other people to have space. Don't try to, you know, it's, it's, it's not a hard lesson to learn, but it is hard to get folks to sit down and realize that they're not losing anything. Yeah. There's, there's nothing being lost. Yeah. Oh, I think, my God. I think personally, that's probably yeah. one of the hardest things for a lot of people to learn is there's so many, I, that being said, there's a lot of people who don't want to advocate or anything like that, but for the people who do want to advocate, they want to go above and beyond, but it's learning when you need to sit down and let other people take a stand. Um, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other yeah, you're, not, you're not losing anything. Own. 
Exactly. Exactly. Not, you're not, not, you're not be, all of a sudden not the be, star of a show. You were never yeah. the star of the show. Yeah, exactly. You need to pass the spotlight on to someone else and focus on that issue. And then, you know, if they need help, they'll call you in. Yeah. You don't have to be the uh, the martyr for every every issue that comes up. So I'm give them the, just give them the ability, the space and the tools to be able to do it and then be there for the support when they need it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a hard, it's a hard thing for people to learn and let go of my, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, nice. I have to clean this space because it's a, it's a mess. But um, It looks very clean back there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, because I'm in my daughter's bedroom and uh, here I'll show you. This is my, uh, yeah. I catfished you. Ah! <laughs> so funny. Whoa! I've I never know, seen right? that room before. I <laughs> thought you lived in a white room your entire life. <laughs> I know. I wish I had a studio that looked like that, but, uh, or like this. But uh, okay. anyway, there we go. <laughs> the real me <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> I'm really excited for this one to go to air next week. Yeah. I'm excited too. I love, I, I mean, it's always nice to be on this side of it and I don't have to do any editing so that's unfortunately my nice. uh, <laughs> well, my you, my weekend but yes no thank you so much Kenny for taking yeah, the time yes. to uh to chat with us it's always a pleasure anytime anytime I'm here for whatever you need we appreciate it all right okay. enjoy the rest of your day hey, you know, holidays bye happy holidays yeah happy holidays <laughs> Well, that's all the time we have today, folks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Hey Sis. If you have any questions you want to ask or want to join in on the conversation, email us at connect at simplygoodform.com. Thank you all. And remember, inclusion matters.